Welcome to Shotgun Sports USA, powered by Winchester Ammunition, the American legend. Listen to the best shotgun shooters from all over the world in every discipline. Championship winning coaches, gun clubs, target setters, vendors, as well as companies that make it all happen. Shotgun Sports USA is also driven by Beretta, the number one choice of champions. Also brought to you by Briley, Rick Hemingway's Pramatic Trap Sales, Cole Gunsmithing, Clay Target Vision, Castellani USA, and Ultimate Shooting Accessories, Sound Gear, Clay Shooter Supply, and Falcon Strike. Thanks for listening, and remember to visit us online at ShotgunSportsUSA.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram. On this episode, we have a discussion on the standout Pila lenses for 2023 and the reasons behind their popularity. If you find yourself still puzzled about which lenses suit different lighting conditions, we cover that also. This episode is loaded with information about all the new Pila products. Please welcome to the show Dennis Springer with Clay Target Vision and Phil Pila with Pila Performance Eyewear. Dennis. Yes, sir. What's going on? Not much. It is. It's the beginning of the year for shooting, I guess you'd say. Big tournaments yeah. are coming up. Everybody needs to see. And you got the you got the answer to that. To tell you the truth, it feels like it never ended. You know, we uh, yeah. we we've been going at it since the nationals, and uh, it's been busy. So we're looking forward to it, though. Uh, my daughter Rebecca and my son-in-law Nick—they're going to Jack Links. The old boy's going to stay at home and fill orders while while they go travel in the I'm, warm weather. I'm telling you, you need to go. I, I I do need to go. I need to do a lot of things, Justin. The thing is, this business—I mean, I think my passion has just taken over my life. Let's talk about that for a second. You own Clay Target Vision, and for people who don't know who that is or what that is, is they're the largest Pila dealer five or six times over in the whole world and they sell Pila products and yeah, we do, you know, I think I'm, when did you and I first meet or talk? What was that? Three years ago. Yeah. And and I'd heard of you, but I didn't, I think you've made like a big, like you've just taken over this, uh, like you've really stepped into the market here heavy in those past couple of years. And I see your name everywhere, just everywhere. What what have you what have you done to to do that? Do do you know do you know what you've done? Yeah, I think you know the answer, the answer is a lot, but it's it, but one thing the answer isn't is is Dennis. You know, Dennis isn't the answer, but I think it's just a combination of you know this industry. It's it's a great industry from from the people in it. You know, uh, and those those you know, relationships that you build, uh, the pros that, that, that help, help me. And it's, it's, it's a combination of everything. And, and, you know, we really focus on customer service. Like, you know, a year ago, it was like me with, 
my wife helping me or, but you know, now we have four, four employees working on this and, and we're busy, but my wife blames, you know, that I got to do everything 150% that I don't need to be this busy, but if I have opportunities and I'm just telling you, Justin, I talk to people every day and I'm telling you, there's, there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of people need help. We're helping people. And then our customers are probably our best, you know, if if we do a good job, those customers go out of their way to let their buddy know at the, at, at the club or let, you know, let people know that I took care of them. And it just, it's snowballing. That's for sure. Yeah. Did you ever think it would be as busy as it is? Never. I can still remember calling Tom at Pila. You know, he's my salesman. And I said, told Tom it was COVID. And uh, we talked about our plans. I said, what do you think? Do you think, think this would work? And it definitely, you know, it's just, it, it's a, it, it's definitely a blessing. I mean, I just, like I said, there's so many people that are involved and, and so many people and friends and partners make this happen. I think your business is primarily internet based, correct? I would say, I'd want, I, I wish that was the answer. It, 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 it is, but I am not lying. My daughter and myself are on the phone all day, all day. I mean, there's, we get, we take calls all day. I mean, and you know, I, be, I basically just was talking to somebody and said, I, I, I got to call you back, you know, but yeah. there's, you know, people want, want information, want help. And I guess we're giving it to them and, and that's part of the success. But, you know, my wife worked at Harley for 40 years. She worked at Briggs and Stratton for three. She's retired. I think she wants to go back to work because I keep her <laughs> busier here at home now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so I, want to I want to talk about, you talked about your, you know, people helping you and sending you business and this stuff, this and that you've developed a, a pro team, a clay target vision pro team. And then you've also got another side of that. What is, what do you call that team? Well, we have like what we call associates and things like that. You know, okay. um, you know, our pro team, you know, you know, Zach and Desi, you know, Brandon Powell, Karen and Gavin, uh, Mike Wilgus, you know, yeah. and, and, but then there's also, you know, there's a lot of other people that, that help me and I help them, you know, that are pros and, you know, they might not ask for a lot, but they still call me and I still help them, you know, but, you know, it's, it's, it, it it's nothing for me on a on a Monday morning, you know, to have somebody call call me and say, "Hey, I just had a lesson with Brandon Powell, and he told me to give you a call." Or same thing, like with Zach and Desi, you know, it, they they're they're so kind and they help me, you know, so much. You know, you look up nice in the dictionary, and there's a picture picture of Desi, you know, so that that helps. You know, Karen Karen My Karen Miles just shot her first hundred, you know, and first thing you know, Gavin does is you know you know, thanks me, you know what I mean? So that's, you know, and you know, that, that, that's, that's what I think is, you know, I'm very thankful for everybody in this industry, but then it goes to, you know, even the you know, like when I go to the nationals, I'm in Wisconsin, I got to go to Texas, you know, Jason from Zoli lets me ship his stuff to him. You know, Jim Greenwood, you know, has my tent and, you know, I, I left the nationals and I called Jim Greenwood. He's, if you know Jim Greenwood, he's pretty busy at the Nationals. Mm -hmm. Five minutes later, his brother's down by me grabbing my tent and, and, you know, and, and, you know, people are helping me take the tent down. And it's just, 
you know, Bear Pelt, you know, Eric and Heather, you know, have been so good to me. And, you know, Donnie from, from Winchester, it just, everywhere you look, there's, there's somebody in this industry that, you know, I really cherish their, you know, the partnerships and relationships I've built and, and that's part of the success. And so, like I said, it's not me. Yeah. It's a team. It's all teamwork. And that's, you know, I brought that the teams up that you have and you've selected some of the best in the whole industry shooters that is to be on your team and, and you have several not just the three or four you you named you have several people that are on, yeah on you it. know connor connor daniels you know the top you know one of the top junior shooters in the country you know things like that you know and 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 you know we were at the nationals and you know his mom said can i get y'all anything and i said i just could go for a diet coke well five minutes later i got a cooler full of diet coke and ice you know what i mean that stuff like that just yeah I mean, Tara's, you know, I, I just, you know, the, the kindness by everybody, you know, is just unbelievable. Yeah. So when you, you, you're looking for this, you, you don't want the shooters to do anything for you. You just want them to send you business. And that's what it's all about, right? Is sending you business. Well, you might've, you know, you might've bit off more than you can chew. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, like I said, we're, we're, we're a pretty dynamic company. Let's just say there's another family meeting on Friday night, you know, where we have to make, you know, you know, I, I still like to get back to everybody and, and am I perfect? No. And if I forget something, I'll make it right though. And, and, you know, but I still enjoy helping people and I got a passion for the sport. I, I love to shoot Justin. I just can't, I don't have time. Uh, all right. So I didn't know if you said you just can't because you haven't perfected the move or if you just don't have time for it. We're not talking about the hybrid move today. <clears throat> you know, that's something that, you know, I don't want Zach calling me tomorrow and asking me what the hybrid move is or something right now. So, but let's just say I'm shooting really, really good right now. My, my move, I'm seeing the target. Well, I'm seeing it late. I'm watching it break, but that's only 30% of the time because I'm just not shooting. I got to work on that other 70%. But what's cool for, for everyone listening, the hybrid move incorporates all the techniques at one time. Is that right? It, it, it yeah, there's there's a sustained lead in it, but it's just behind the target, you know. Yeah, and there, there's there's a bump in it, there's a swing through in it, and then there's a pull away too. But it, you know, maybe that's the reason I'm only doing a perfect thirty percent of the time. It's too much. Yeah, yeah, you need to you need to <laughs> cut some of that out. I mean, you can't just yeah keep, can't you can't put all that together. You know what? You know what it goes it comes down to. I tell this to everybody. You know, when you're not shooting well, just stop thinking and look at the target. That the gun just goes there. So, and that's what that that's the thing. That's what I help people with every day. This visual aspect. And when I tell you this, there is just every. I just talked to a guy on the phone today, and he said, "Hey, what three lenses should I get?" And I'm like, "Okay, well, that's a little hard to answer right now. Do you shoot at night? And do you shoot it during the day?" And I start asking a bunch of questions and just at the end he goes oh and by the way i'm 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 colorblind <laughs> you know that's what i you know it's like well let's start over now that would have been good to know before we started here yeah but you know i think you know i spent my whole day working on you know people call me all the time and they say dennis so confusing and i always go back to the simple basics of okay there's two things we're managing light and color and light is the number, just, you know, the number has to do with light percentage. So remember that the number doesn't, you know, it's just not a number. If it's 98, it means 98% light transmission. If it's 9.5, it's a sun lens, 9.5% light transmission. So, 
I know that's a little basic to a lot of people that are listening to this, but I just had somebody order a three lens kit the other day and he ordered like a, a 50, a 52 and a 55. And then he called me and he said, Hey, I, I, did, I ordered three lenses. You know, he didn't, and, and I don't call every customer and say, Hey, are you sure you, you, you want this? But you know, he caught it and said, you know, I need a sun lens here. And, and so, you know, it, that's where, when I say I'm on the phone all day, that's what I'm doing. Just helping people. Yeah. He probably got, I don't know who that was, but he probably got those lenses in and thought, wow, is there any difference here? You know? I mean, yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's the big thing. And, and, and I really work a lot with this color deficiency things. You know, we went to the grand this year and, you know, I picked up the Bartholo brothers, you know, uh, Matt and Foster, you know, two of the best trap shooters in the country. And, you know, Matt, Matt's colorblind. So he, he got our new colorblind lenses and, and, you know, his brother Foster's total opposite. If he wears reds, it looks white, but, you know, just spending the time meeting them at the grand and having those two trap shooters on our team, you know, and, and these guys have been around a long time, but I felt good being able to help them put it that way. Yeah. Those are some good trap shooters. I don't know if yes. there's any better. So you went to the grand, how much different is that dealing with trap shooters versus sporting clay shooters? We went to the Grand, and, and I'll tell you, we didn't sell as much as we did when we went go to the Nationals or things like that. But the month after the Grand was probably, you know, we met a lot of people. You know, when, when I talk about this industry and things like that, and, you know, we know, we, we want the trap shooters. You know, we want, um, and, and, and it's become more and more of our business, which it, the trip was worth it. And... And yeah, it's a, it's a, sometimes it's a little different, you know, clientele because there's always a little trap club down the road. And, but you know what? I respect that though. And, and, and I respect somebody that, you know, doesn't have, you know, the money to do a sporting clay tour and shoots locally. And once a year they go to the grand. I mean, I think that's great. And, and those, I want to help those people as much as I want to help Zach. Yeah. Well, Zach needs some help. You need to help him a little yeah. more. You know, yes, sir. But yeah, no, it, it, it was, it was definitely worth the trip. And, you know, but, but then again, too, I had so many trap shooters that said, you know, all I wear is yellow and yellow is a really good lens, Justin, for when, in low light. But, you know, if you wear yellow in the sun, it, it burns your retina and it actually it hinders your depth perception. So these are the things that we talk about all day. And, and even like, you know, last year, Phil probably did the best job ever with introducing these l new lenses. And I think by far that was a big part of our business too, by, you know, he worked so hard on this product and it just keeps getting better and better. And, you know, my relationship with him is something that I value and, and put it this way. I mean, he's, he's always there for me. You know, I can call him three, four times a day and he's got the answer. Yeah. Well, how about let's call him now. You want to? He'll answer if I call him. <laughs> I bet he will. <laughs> Hell, he better answer if you call him. <laughs> and we talked about, you know, I asked, said, what do you, what do we have for shooting against the shot curtain? Like at the Cardinal Center now, I think the shot curtain's down, but you know, you and I talked about Olympic trap and shot curtain and the lens you came out with, you know, was that, you know, red hot chili pepper mm -hmm. and, you know, you know, that I think, you know, in 2022, that by far was the hottest lens. It still is, I think, for trap shooters and things like that. But like, can you explain like how you came about that lens and what makes that lens so special? And 
you know, especially the, the way you tried, you know, you designed it. And, you know, I know a lot of sporting clay shooters shoot it. And the thing that I think makes it special, it is a double, ex- what people don't understand is, even though it says red hot chili pepper, it's actually a double accelerant of orange. But even with all that accelerant, the balance is just unbelievable. I get guys that tell me they shoot nothing, you know, they love it for black targets, but go ahead. Well, you know, I mean, the, the reality is, the uh, the red hot chili pepper lens, <laughs> the name of it. If you really want to know what was happening, um, I was a big fan of the chili peppers way back, and we put all our lenses in uh, microfiber bags. And my real desire was when we launched this lens because it really was a hot lens. Uh, in my opinion, when we were bench testing everything, I wanted to package the thing in a tube sock uh, and send it out uh, <laughs> as the microfiber bag. Uh, and um, a bunch of people were like, dude, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> um, and I was like, this is the greatest marketing idea ever. I'm going to put it in a tube sock. Everyone will get a good chuckle out of it. But uh, it was just one of those things that the lens itself got the name off of the spicy nature of the color profile. And what I mean by that is we've been really concentrating on a lot of filters over the last couple of years to uh, really spike very specific wavelengths in the visual spectrum that relate to target orange, but do it in a manner that really allows for an enhanced level of performance. And that's a, a mix of not only what we're doing to identify very specific wavelengths, but we're also mixing it with different levels of coding technology and enhancing those particular opportunities to focus in on those wavelengths. And what does that all mean? That really means that what we're doing is we're highlighting specificity. And that is really where we're starting to concentrate a lot more in finding success in the red hot chili pepper specifically we wanted a very spicy, hot um, acceleration of target orange, even though we're calling it a red lens. We, we, we splinter in some level of red to enhance the contrast in the lens. So the balance between enhancing contrast and also accelerating that particular wavelength of light in the orange piece of the visual spectrum, you get a really nice blend. The interesting thing that we've come to know really through trial and error over the, let's just say the last mm, probably eight to 10 years is there's a level of restraint that is, you know, we've certainly talked about it on your show uh, that you don't want to over crank certain elements of the visual spectrum because then things become fuzzy and you can really make them pop, but the level of clarity definition and crystal sort of, you know, nature of your visual sight picture becomes compromised. And the nice thing about the red hot chili pepper lens is we have a level of intensity where the, the definition is just exemplary. I mean, it just is one of those lenses that you put it on and you get that wow factor. And it's one of those demonstrable iterations of how you can really have some success by playing the game, so to speak, when we're doing the science. And uh, I don't really think that we've ever talked about the process in which we go through lens generation with Zeiss and the engineering team at Zeiss. And we're very blessed to have the relationship with Zeiss uh, where we have very, um, I think, 
uh, patient <laughs> engineers on the other side because you can go all day long and say, oh, yeah, we're going to just dial in this specific wavelength of light and it should work. But it really doesn't work out that way. And it's a very iterative process. So we go through multiple iterations of actually pushing material through uh, and getting a physical lens sample to see the performance of the lens uh, in real time, so to speak, where uh, a lot of uh, different companies out there either use a very uh, flattened curve in terms of give me a red lens or an orange lens or a yellow lens and bang out comes, you know, I would like it to match this particular Pantone color and it really doesn't perform. We go through this process and no kidding, we'll probably go through 12, 15 different iterations of pushing material, which is a very costly process in terms of making our lens technology. And we actually put it into a real world test when we push this material. And every time that we go through this, we try and tweak certain things because it's a process in which I personally want to bless that we've really pushed uh, the level of efficacy of the lenses to the max. And, you know, one of the things that I think really makes us special is we're really never satisfied with what we put out there. Um, we got halfway through the process with the red hot chili pepper. And, and I remember calling Dennis, uh, you know, halfway through the process. And I said, I have a lens that's coming and damn, it is like ridiculously good. And it just got better and better. And it got to the point where I was like, this thing is like, you know, a chili pepper. It just hits you. It's got unbelievable sort of, you know, punch. And that's really where the name of the product came from. And then we came up with this whole marketing, you know, sort of play, which <laughs> I wish we had done. Uh, but it's really one of those lenses that pushes to the limit in a medium lighting condition uh, setting, because you really have to use the lens i think within and there's people that use it in full sun and whatnot but i find the lens as it was architected to be a really efficient lens in medium lighting condition lens because it has just such a wonderful pop of color uh and it is restrained in giving you a level of definition and contrast that a lot of the lenses just don't perform in that particular capacity so um, for me, that particular lens is definitely one of the ones that is, is really uh, very, very well balanced in terms of being able to push it to the limit without over pushing it to the point where you start getting fuzzy. And then we change the formulations when we're kind of looking at that color profile and you get like what we did with the pomegranate lens where we transitioned into a 36 profile. Uh, and then we transitioned from there into a 22 profile uh, in the 22 CIMX. Um, so we're constantly trying to elevate and change the filter curves to allow the eye to really recognize the level of efficacy that we're trying to put out there, which every year we bring something new to the table to try and enhance that particular offering. The Red Hot Chili Pepper is one of those that right out of the box, we were like, this thing is just, it, it kicks ass. And I uh, that's, that's really, you know, what we've done with that profile. But if you try to take a look at really what we're doing from the light transmitting standpoint, you can really trace how we've over, you know, since its introduction evolved with some of the other lenses that are in our portfolio. Tell, tell me if I'm wrong here, Phil, but I kind of think that the red hot chili pepper was kind of like the gateway to 
like our 2023 lenses that I think were probably some of the best lenses, you know, you've ever come out with. But I think that that lens, you know, what you learned on that lens, I think you transferred over into some of these new lenses. And, you know, one thing I just want to let people know is that the Red Hot Chili Pepper, even though, you know, we we talked, you know, about light transmission and it doesn't have that number, it is a 54% light transmission. But the other thing that I just kind of want to talk about before we jump into 2023 lenses, Phil, is, you know, you know, the retinas in our eyes, you know, have two di different types of cells, right? The rods and the cones. And, you know, the rods are, you know, responsible for the light and the dark, so the number. But the cones, you know, they detect the different colors. And, I'm, you know, I spend all day talking to people, you know, about that because I tell people, you know, I need you to do your homework. And, you know, for me, example, a red hot chili pepper works, but oranges really don't work for me. And, but if you like max oranges and oranges, I think it's probably the best, you know, one of the best orange lenses we have. Can you just explain that a little bit as far as, you know, I don't want everybody to think that the red hot chili pepper is the best lens out there, but you know, everybody's rods and cones are different. And I, I spend all day talking to people about this and, and you know, it's, it's a, a great lens, but it, there's a reason we have so many lenses. Yeah, I mean, it's 100% correct. Everyone, you know, reacts uh, slightly different to different color filters. Um, I always have to laugh when, um, you know, companies come out uh, with, you know, proposals that there's one size fits all in terms of, you know, a filter or, you know, these three lenses will, you know, work uh, and you don't need anything else or whatever. But, you know, I mean, the reality is we've articulated probably in the last four years, 150 different filters. And there's a reason for that. One, because performance is king. And for us, um, being able to bring technology to the table that allows athletes to perform at their highest is what we're all about. And, you know, I can tell you, you know, some athletes on the Olympic stage use one lens versus another, and they have very similar, you know, color profiles, but they are very different. So when you talk about our orange lenses and that kind of um, filter, the reality is we have both transmittance value and we have color profile value. And then we mix in the articulation of how we want the coatings to uh, interact with what we're doing in mass. And when I say in mass is really what are we doing with the color inside the lens versus what we're doing to manipulate the color profile on the lens. And in mass right now, we have uh, some fantastic learning that Dennis correctly points out that comes from sort of the iteration that we did with uh, the Red Hot Chili Pepper lens. But um, the, you know, 55 PWC, more of a peach lens, has a little bit of orange in it. And as you start to bleed more red into it, you start bleeding into, uh, you know, lenses like the Red Hot Chili Pepper or the Pomegranate 36 CPOM um, or the 22 CIMX or, you know, one of my favorite lens, the 28CR, um, that's definitely more red than orange, but we have an orange family in terms of the CMX lenses where we have a 64, a 44, and the 22CIMX, but sitting right dead smack in the middle of it being more orange is something that we came out with in 23, which was the blood orange lens, um, which is this 56. And that's a lens that has less red in it, but that's one where we play with five or six lenses in that medium lighting condition, uh, you know, value, 
you're going to have five different shooters that are going to gravitate to one or, you know, a different one of those particular lenses. And for me, as the guy that's engineering and really articulating these particular color uh, science with uh, our Zeiss partners, it's really important that we provide that kind of level of differentiation, um, however minimal it is. And, you know, we work with guys and gals all over the world where, um, you know, I'll give you a perfect example from a 54 to a 52 and someone has a 2% different transmittance value and they're like, damn, that lens is spot on for me. The one who's 2% different doesn't work for me. Um, but the profiles are very similar. And, and I find that to be fascinating because every athlete, as you point out, is wired differently. And people that use our lens technology, the reason we have so many lenses that bump up against one another is that slight difference provides a massive impact in terms of the performance of the, the lens for that particular individual. So we're constantly trying to manipulate the filters and the profiles of what we're putting in the marketplace uh, and marry that with the transmittance value. But there was kind of this perfect storm that came together between 22 and 23, where we started really finding not only what we were doing with the color science and the in-mass pigmentation that we were um, you know, developing with Zeiss, but then we started really getting our ice coatings and the chroma shift uh, and the infrared platform, when we layered that on top of it, it was just like this intensity. It was kind of, you know, the, the, the chef in, in the lab was really bringing all of these particular elements together to make a perfect recipe for, um, you know, the, the, the base level of what we were putting into the marketplace. So, um, the, the orange family of lenses, I think we have just an absolutely killer lineup of lenses right now. And we will continue to evolve and bring new ones to the table and whatnot. But I do believe that the, the current family of lenses that really spans, um, from the, what we call the loquat lens. And, you know, I know a lot of people out there don't know what a loquat fruit is, but you know, that's got more yellow in it than it does you know anything else but it still has a hint of orange um we're constantly kind of like bleeding in and out these particular you know color profiles as it relates to orange and red uh because those obviously have a demonstrable impact on the level of amplification on how we see uh target orange and one of the things that's most important for us is the right mix to still get uh, the level of clarity and definition, because, you know, we're, we're kind of blessed to have guys like, you know, George Digweed or Anthony Matarese and, you know, a whole host that I could probably spend the next 20 minutes going down a laundry list of, of individuals that we're blessed to work with. But any, any professional you ever work with is always talking about, you know, you being able to actually see uh, the bird and really focus on the bird. And the definition is one thing that we never lose sight of because you really can screw that up with having a misrepresentation of the color that you're trying to manipulate to get that level of precision, which is a beautiful balancing act between definition and color accentuation. And being able to sort of marry that together is both a science and an art. And our scientists back in Italy at Zeiss, uh, having worked with Zeiss now coming up on 15 years uh, in our relationship, they really have it dialed in over there.
Yeah. You know, like we talked about, you know, for 23, I think like the 23 lenses, when you talk about, you know, words that come to my mind, you know, very crisp, very vivid, you know, like they were just, you know, that 36 CPOM, when I went to the Grand and, you know, I always take note when I go to a shoot and I sell a lot of one lens, that means people looked through it and liked it. So when I went to the Grand, I sold more 36 CPOMs. And when you first started to, to do that 36 CPOM, you were trying to just fill a gap between the 44 CMX and the 24 CMX at that time. And then how did you end up adding a little purple to it? And it, it is a special lens for, you know, there's, you know, it, it's become a workhorse lens for a lot of my customers. But I think for, for 2023, I probably sold more 36 CPOMs. And it's just, like you said, every time we add red, we're, you know, we're adding contrast. And so it's a combination. There's red, there's orange, there's purple in it. But what makes that lens so special, do you think? Yeah, one of the things that you correctly point out, and it's it's like I said earlier in the in the conversation, the iterative process of birthing a lens is is playing with the architecture of what we're doing across the entire visual spectrum. And we do play that way where we introduce bleed in a little bit purple, bleed out bleed in a little more red, bleed out. And the thing that um, was interesting about the pomegranate lens, um, which is why we called it pomegranate because of, you know, the purple nature of when you cut a, a pomegranate open, um, the, the, in, in that hue uh, was the fact that the purple really helped retard green in that color profile, even though we're not marketing it as a green neutralizing type of element, but just that slight reduction in the green piece of the profile for that lens allowed the other pieces of the spectrum to actually sort of shine through. Um, and that's really how we kind of like stumbled on, wow, if we bled a little bit more of that in, um, it would really work well. So yeah, it, we, we kind of were looking to split the goalposts between the two lenses um in the full sun medium light and come up with something in between and it's and you know one of the things that i think you know we're, we're doing better on is we're really listening to what our uh athletes and, and and customers are really looking for uh because we have such a large portfolio of filters the 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 feedback that we get is well we wish oh man we really love this lens we wish we could like slide it in over here um, so that we had, you know, a, a better performing lens that works for me, right? And that's really how we do our product planning is is using the feedback we get from from the marketplace uh, on really what our athletes and, and customers and dealers and guys like Dennis are out there, and they're like, "Well, shit, you know, I would love this to happen. Can we make this happen?" And um, that's that's really one of the hallmarks, I think, of what we concentrate on is we're constantly trying to bring stuff to the market that our customers are looking for. Um, and occasionally we get really lucky on finding a sweet spot. And the 36 uh, CPOM is one of those that, yeah, we bled it's a, a sweet bit. spot. Yeah, it's a sweet spot for sure. Um, I'm pretty excited. You know, the, Dennis brings up the 2023 lenses. We call it the fruit sort of uh, selection because all those particular lenses had, you know, fruit names to them, which we love putting out there because it immediately identifies, you know, kind of really what the color profile is. And it's become kind of a signature for us. But 
those particular lenses all benefited from a coalescing of thinking from really 2019 to 23 when we first introduced the uh, chroma shift platform and then started working with the infrared coatings and that sort of marriage really allowed us to start parsing uh, the color filters and enhance them and now we've gotten to the point where uh, the technology that Zeiss is, is is providing and we're working on with them is just phenomenal. Just absolutely let's, phenomenal. Let's let's touch on the other ones real quick here. You know, we always talked about our, you know, EDs, you know, kind of what the company was started on 20 years ago, the enhanced definition, the ambers. And uh, I know that, you know, you used to have a 58, you mm -hmm. know, ED and a, a 50 CED. And, and then this year, you came out with that 50 CIS strawberry and I get so many people that say to me, no, I don't want a red lens. And, and I try to tell them cosmetically it, it looks red, but it's like an ED. And I think, am I right when I say Wendell wore that lens to win the US Open? Yeah, that's 100% correct. I mean, that's one of Wendell's favorite lenses. Um, you know, the, the, the nice thing uh, about that is one thing that uh, I, I will point out, because you actually bring up a good point, uh, that cosmetically, when you look at a lens, it's not 100% accurate as to what that lens is going to deliver because of the coating science that's going on the lens. And the coating science that's going on the lens has a cosmetic effect, but it also has a very uh, explicit performance benefit to the tuning of what we're doing in mass. Um, so when someone takes a look at a lens and they're like, well, you know, that's not for me because it's got this red cosmetic to it. You really have to evaluate our lenses. If you're looking to enhance what you have uh, or what you're attempting to get from us is look through the lens because the lens is really performed differently for different people, but also the lens itself may not have that performance of color profile that is being telegraphed by the cosmetic. So the 50 CIS is, in my opinion, one of the top five lenses we've ever articulated. And the reason is because it's really super balanced. It has- Like, like an ED, like an 18 like an ED CED. lens. You know, yep. when you talk to the professionals that around the world- Anthony, Zach. You know, you, you go down 150, 200 worthy shooters, and they all love the fact of the delivery of a balanced lens. So, um, you know, just to give you insight, fast forward here, the 50 CIS beautiful balanced lens has a, has a pop to it for that medium lighting condition balanced in terms of giving you the same kind of uh, delivery as our enhanced definition lenses. And when we say enhanced definition, it's kind of like we buoy the entire ocean to float the boat higher. We're not over cranking one element of the visual spectrum over another, but the ED lenses, you know, going all the way from the 9.5 to the 18 to the 26. Uh, and then, We've historically had the 50 CED and then before that, the 50 ED. Um, we've had really a big influx in, in terms of uh, people wanting the enhanced definition platform to go into a higher transmittance level, which we are bringing that particular lens in 2024. 
which I'm really excited about. Um, but that particular 50 CIS, the strawberry lens, is definitely one that that benefits from that same level of thinking. A good hunting lens, too. No, no doubt. No doubt. You know, um, and, you know, <laughs> you know, for people that are flush and pheasant and doing a lot of small game type stuff, um, we we sell a ton of those to to, um, you know, avid uh, upland uh, hunters. I mean, it's yeah, just rooster you know, rooster, you know, it's, it's a lot easier with a 50 CIS on, you know, <laughs> when you're calling birds out, you know. Yeah. But another, another lens real quick that, you know, uh, the 58 CIP, mm -hmm. you know, persimmon, I'm like, oh, another persimmon. And, and, you know, I always tell people, well, I love, you know, I like red lenses, you know, they just, my eyes just, it just accelerates orange. But I told you, I said, Phil, why is it when I put on a yellow orange persimmon, that 58 CIP, that my eyes go, huh, I like that, you know? On a gray day, it has that, you know, wakes my eyes up a little bit with that yellow in there, but that orange, and yellow and orange just don't work for me, but but I put that 58 CIP on and my eyes are going, this is nice, why is that? The persimmon lens is is one that we've articulated over the years and it's just gotten better and better and better. And you you correctly point out the utility of the lens in a flat erg type lighting situation. You're calling it gray, overcast, those kinds of things. I like to call the 58 CIED and then bleeding in even to the 64 CIB, which is our banana lens. You're talking. We we call them a, a light bulb lens. It's it's a wake up the eye. It's got a very aggressive, um, you know. Uh, enhancement of what I would say the perceptive value of light now is raised because it becomes much brighter the sight picture when you put the lens on than when the lens is off. I mean, it, things are dark, but when you put this lens on, we turn the light on and that's the kind of lens that is. Um, for you personally, that particular color, color profile with a bump of yellow is actually giving you the acceleration. The orange is giving you a little bit of the nod to the target, but that particular lens in that profile is one that works extremely well when you're searching for light. And that really is opening up and dilating for you. And I really think that that lens is a really special flat light lens and uh, one that, you know, certainly uh, was a hole for us because we kind of went away from the persimmon for a little bit. Um, it really was a lens for the 2016 Olympics that um, we were uh, articulating the original design for uh, in the 62. Uh, and over the years, we've just had customers keep coming back and say, well, man, we really like that particular, you know, uh, persimmon profile. And uh, the 58 that we came in for 23, I thought was just a, a really really spot on I, I i ran out of it at the nationals you know yeah. at the nationals this year phil it was rainy cloudy you know just and, yeah it's, it's a, and it's people, a people got to look through it by me and they and, and like i said when i go somewhere and people look through it and i run out of a lens where they buy it that's just telling me how much they people like it instead of selling it over the phone or over, over the internet and you know right. you overnighted me some i think twice because it just was very popular down there yeah the one last lens that i kind of want to just talk about real quick is that 30 cdc you know right. it's that blue lens and i think a lot of people are confused by it by thinking you know what it does or what it doesn't do and 
you know, I, you know, put it this way, you know why this is, but, you know, I see David Radulovich wearing it. And maybe you can just explain that 30 CDC it was a unique lens and just, just a little bit about that. Yeah, we um, in 2014, uh, we started working with Zeiss on some patented lens science uh, where in the archery space, we were taking FITA targets, which were, you know, uh, the targets used in Olympic target shooting. And it has a basically a golden yellow center, then a red ring and then a blue ring. And the articulation of the technology was basically to kill the red ring and allow an archer who is, you know, looking through a peep site 70 yards away from the target and have that center yellow piece glow. So we patented that particular technology where we were able to actually reverse color uh, with those particular lenses to focus in on, on the target, which was our dead center technology. And then I had the idea where we were having a lot of um, shooters out there complaining that when an orange target sort of gets um, into white puffy clouds or really heavy, you know, sort of background that is got the same sort of uh, value as the target in terms of light, that it would have a flash effect where they would kind of lose it. So I had the idea to work with Zeiss to create uh, a technology where we use that same type of patented uh, technology that we had for the dead center technology to use it on orange targets to turn the orange target completely the other direction where it wasn't an enhancement tool. It was actually a deadening tool of changing orange to dark gray or black, depending on how you see through the technology. And that really was uh, the genesis behind the chroma shift dead center lens. That is a 30 transmittance. And it, it is really efficient. Uh, in helping uh, shooters that are, are chasing targets in the sky and really losing them because of the, the color value of the orange when it actually gets the sun popping off of it or um, it's you know not 100% face and you get that kind of reflective nature of the target against that sort of you know same level of intensity background. If we took orange and we started flipping it around and really made it a huge contrast between black and white, so to speak, against the sky, we would have a, a lot of success. And we went through a bunch of iterations with Zeiss and we finally you know, found where the sweet spot was with that particular type of thinking. And the 30 CDC lens is just one that has taken off for us. And it really stemmed from a lot of people taking our dead center archery lenses into the shooting world early on. And that particular type of, of spectral curve that's in that lens really enhances black as well. So for people that are, are more color deficient, uh, it also helps take out that particular sort of um, you know deficiency and really makes things more dominant in terms of the density of the color swinging it to dark gray and black uh, so you'll see the targets that much better uh, so for a guy that's not deficient uh, in terms of red green the the swing of color really shows up in terms of really putting the target out there as a contrasting element against the background by swinging it to that gray and black color so it's a very specific utility type lens uh, but that particular lens is one that we certainly have had you know, in the last, since we've introduced it, six months, um, some real success with that particular lens. Now, let me put it in a shooter's ter term. 
you know, so you're you're shooting C task, and you you have a, and Brett's throwing an orange target on edge, you know, at Northbrook, you know, probably should have a black edge on it, but for some reason he's throwing an orange, and then it's a bio target, which means it's got a white pitch to it too, and there is times where you know I I know all these all shooters out there know that sometimes you're like, I couldn't see it, I couldn't pick it up, I couldn't pick it up, so that thirty CDC. What that lens does, it doesn't make that orange look more orange. What it's doing, it's it's making that orange target at least look like a black target in the sky. So at least you can you know see it and hit it. That that's exactly. th you know that that that's what that lens designer. It's not meant to help you see orange better. It's meant to grade out, blacken it out, so at least you're not going to miss it. And you know we all shoot, like shooting black targets in the sky. So if you know. If you have something like that, it's just it's it's just you know I tell people it's like tools in their toolboxes, you know, and and I tell people you can get through life with one pair of shoes, but you're going to get yourself in a situation where gee I wish I had you know di different pair of shoes. And same thing with these lenses, you know. I think the thing that I deal with all day, Phil, is you know like color deficiencies, and you know the only thing I'd like to let you know people know out there that are listening to this is like do your homework figure out how you see color like when you when you you know if your buddy has some lenses you know if i tell people if you tell me lenses you don't like that helps me help you you know what i mean if mm -hmm. you say you put this on and you didn't like it or you know the there's an ishihara uh test color deficiency test there there you know go to colorblind test online figure out if you're colorblind and and you know four out of ten guys are dutin colorblind but like my optician says 93 percent of guys have some sort of red deficiencies so when we try to help people get into all these lenses and, and or people ask why do you have so many lenses it's because all our you know rods and cones are, are unique to us and our cones you know what happens is you know it, it they detect color differently sometimes you know a cone may overlap meaning that you know a red or green cone aren't able to do their job properly leaving you with a like a muddled view of red and green so i work all day just trying to listen to people and and a lot of times you know i see you know you have a lot of reds in a lot of these new products but i think that caters to a lot of those red deficiencies but in i think it's it's I, I really like the fact that we have so many options because, like for me, for instance, I like reds. You know that, Phil. There's yeah, no reason sure. I can't shoot a 56 blood orange or a 55 PWC, but there's just certain colors that just really accelerate that that orange. So on that true pair, you know, I can just pick that second target up so much quicker. And so that's what we're just trying to do here, I think. It's just the best way to explain it. But, you know, the main thing I want to say is if people are listening to this, do you know try to do your homework and that's that's by trying it on your buddy's glasses you know tr telling me things that do work that don't work and 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 figuring out if you're colorblind take some colorblind tests go online um they're they're free and just figure out if you have any deficiencies and if you do i think we can help you yeah 100 percent. you know i mean the, the bottom line is is we have a portfolio of options to deliver um, a complete opportunity from full sun to low light and we have a myriad of different technologies and different utilities that happen across that particular uh, light spectrum
that will help you uh, find a success in seeing uh, what you're ultimately trying to hit. Um, but I would also say one of the things that is, is also not um, talked about a lot is a proper fitting pair of glasses. Uh, because to get the maximum utility out of the filter, um, having you know the larger format masks that we're known for helps the eye not only relax, but also once the eye is relaxed, open, and able to look through the lens itself without a lot of interference in terms of light and those kinds of things, um, uh, that really helps the eye be able to appreciate the filter that they're looking through. So, um, you know, that sort of thought in thinking about whether, you know, you want uh, a larger or a standard size lens migrating from a standard outlaw to maybe a top gun outlaw, those kinds of things. Um, the, the more coverage you can provide the eye and have the glasses fit close to your eyes, why we have the sweat bars and those kinds of things to bounce off your forehead. The ergonomics of the frame, in my opinion, um, also help enhance the delivery of the performance of the lens. Uh, so that, that is, is a, an important aspect where, you know, when we're working with Zeiss, we are constantly working on the optics of the delivery of the frame system and all our products are made as a marriage between frame and lens in terms of the geometries of what we're putting out there. So um, I just wanted to put in there that we're talking a lot about lens science and, and how people see color differently and the transmittance values and the opportunity to sort of dive into a color family that works for you. Uh, but also I would say that the intensity of the performance of the, the product uh, is also something that is really important to get a pair of glasses in terms of the models that we offer that fits great and actually fits your face close enough so that the lens has proper coverage and also mitigates any um, ancillary light uh, coming from the sides or the top or the bottom. You know, sometimes I see someone wearing a pair of glasses and the nose piece is on the, like the tip of their nose. And I'm like, well, that's really not helping you, even though we have these really awesome seven layer anti-reflectives uh, on the inside of the lens. Um, which is by far the best anti-reflective in the business uh, that we uh, developed with Zeiss. That the reality is, is you gotta you gotta really tuck the product on to your face properly. So that's just a, a sort of a deviation from the discussion we're having. But you will find that the performance of the lens is is that much better when you have more coverage. I think when people put pilas on, they, they, they right away they're like, "Wow!" Oh, I, I think some of the awe and some of the wow comes from Phil, the fact of the seven layers of, of anti-reflective coating. I think it's quieting all that light noise out. People oh, don't know no that you know, even on the trap field, the, you know, the, the grass is reflecting light and and everything. And you put those glasses on, and it just quiets everything down. But while we're talking about coatings, real quick, I mean, you mentioned something to me the other day that you know the cost of this ice coating, you know, that, you know, it's, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's not the, the easiest or cheapest thing to do, but performance wise, you know, the ice coating's been out, both the hydrophilic and hydrophobic coating, just spend two minutes on that. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously um, everyone uh, in the listening community and certainly around the world that uses our product understands that we don't make a, uh, a product that is the least expensive product on the market. Um, and there's a reason, you know, when my dad and I decided to do this way back when, uh, we decided that, you know, we weren't going to make a compromise on the product itself to fit a specific price point. We just wanted to make the very best product we possibly could. And when we teamed up with Zeiss um, and did our engineering uh, partnership with Zeiss, the reality was um, we didn't want to ever come to the market, which Zeiss wouldn't uh, be a fan of either in, in terms of a, a compromised product. The, the reality is the, the product itself benefits from a very high level of, of coding science on all of our lenses. And every single one of them has this level of performance from using state-of-the-art anti-reflectives, state-of-the-art hydrophilic and hydrophobic coatings, hydrophilic being um, one of the hallmarks of the new ice science uh, that we brought to market last year, which is an absolute killer um, uh, addition to all of our lenses, where the uh, lens helps retard steaming and fogging and those kinds of things. It's not 100% fog proof, uh, but in in some pretty precarious situations where you have a high level of humidity, the performance of the lens is 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 stout, and that happens by uh, moisture being actually spread across the backside of the lens so that you don't have any adherence of, of moisture uh, on the lens. So the hydrophobic is the pushing of water away, uh, and that's the sheeting of the water and rain and all those kinds of things. Um, the nature of those particular coatings married with what we're doing with our infrared science. And one of the things that you know a lot of people have talked about over the years is does the lens actually have UV coating protection? And the reality is, yeah, every single one of our lenses is true UV 400 protection of all three forms of UV. Um, but we also introduced this infrared coating, which has a performance color profile performance enhancer, but it also helps retard infrared light. And that aspect from a health standpoint is now pervasively used in every single one of the lenses that Pila produces. And that particular aspect in terms of helping retard that harmful level of um, light in terms of infrared uh, has very been, you know, not been talked about uh, very much at all. And that's something that a lot of people should pay attention to because it definitely is a precursor to the onset of macular degeneration and a whole bunch of other uh, effects uh, that are harmful uh, by, you know, being outside and uh, the incidence of, of light being traveled through the material in terms of it retarding certain aspects of what we're trying to prevent uh, getting to the eye. And the infrared piece of it is, is something that you'll find also that there's a cooling effect to your eye as well in using the lenses, uh, where when you have an ice lens on, uh, you have a, a a very relaxed eye because it's helping retard infrared light. Um, so that particular aspect of our coding science that's going on, um, yeah, it's it's obviously a very expensive multi-layer approach to coding the lenses and getting inside of the vacuum chambers we use that 
ensures deposition across the entire lens surface. And Zeiss kicks out um, a lot of the yield. So hence, our lenses become more expensive because the yield on our lenses is relatively low <laughs> in comparison to uh, manufacturers out there that use polycarbonate and push lenses out like cookies. Um, so, you know, we have a very expensive sort of start to finish in terms of really what the yield is in terms of the native substrate we're using, uh, to get, you know, X amount of lenses and then the deposition of the coatings across the lenses, uh, the inspection of the lenses and the certification that goes on all of our lenses from Zeiss in terms of the Z mark on the backside of the lens certifying its, um, quality of meeting not only the Zeiss specification, but also the Zeiss standard of it passing uh, to the level of spec that we hold ourselves up to, which is ophthalmic. It is not sunglass. So we have a much higher standard that we um, put into our lenses. And that sort of coating science also kicks out some lenses when the deposition in terms of the vacuum chamber is not 100% uniform. Um, so we, we really pay attention to the details in terms of each lens is a very specific piece of equipment that we're putting out that has to meet a whole bunch of, uh, you know, uh, thresholds to make it into, uh, one of the Pila frames. Uh, so that's something that we're really proud of. And certainly we make no excuse for, uh, the cost of it because, um, we're bringing a level of performance that, um, we are, uh, very proud uh, uh, to to put out there. Yeah, and 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 I can say you know it it the product it, itself you know my pa your passion for the product you know rubs off on me and and you know I you know the reason that you know it's it in it's the best product out there in, you know hands down and and I'm glad that you know I don't do anything else <laughs> I don't sell gun cleaning equipment I don't sell all I do is sell glasses. But uh, Justin, did you want to say anything, or or you want me to keep going? On yeah, this? I'm here. Uh, I just while you were talking, you and Phil were talking. I took. I heard you say something about colorblind tests online, so I took my own colorblind test online, and I just texted it to you. Did you look at it? Yeah, I, I see it here. You're 100 blue cone, 100 green, and and just this just confirms kind of like what I say that. You know, my optician says ninety-three percent of guys are some sort of, and you're eighty-seven percent in your red cone, and that just makes sense, Justin. Like when you and I were at Northbrook, um, you know, last summer, and and you tried on the forty-seven, I could see, you know, that your eyes liked it, and and that's that's what I kind of would like everyone to try to do. You know, if you're a serious shooter out there, and and you know this, you have the passion for this game. Help yourself and help me help you. By you know whether it's an Ishihara test or the test you took here was a Protan colorblind test. Yeah, I, I'll I'll but, include it in the in the notes on the on the episode so people can take it. Yeah, no, and 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 that can really help. You know, like I said, I'm just I'm thankful for the support Phil gives me, and um, you know, proud to sell the product. And obviously, I think you can tell the passion that we both have for it, and. And, you know, if you need something, you know, clay target vision, you know, like I said, you know, we're getting bigger and bigger, but we don't want to lose that customer service. And we want it, you know, every customer is important to me. The one thing I did forget, I forgot to mention Jared Green, Greenwood. And I want to mention Jared because of everybody, Jared's still, you know, 
Jared does a lot for me, so I just wanted to mention Jared. Yeah. All right, we did this last episode. We'll do it this episode again. All right, 23 is out or over with. Top three lenses for you, Dennis, and the top three lenses for you, Phil. Which one, if you had to pick three? Well, when you say pick three for me, it like on my Dennis's choice on my website, I go with that 19 CIN. I think it's become our number one yes, sun lens. It, is. It, it, it has it, Phil, taken over the 18 CED. It's good. That 19, you know, CIN is yeah. good. Then I go with a 36 C Palm. And then, you know, low light lenses, you can't get a lot of pop out of a low light lens because it doesn't have a lot of color to accelerate color. But I kind of like that 70, that new 72 CIMX because I think it, you can use it as a night lens. You can use it as a low light lens. So 19 CIN, 36 CPOM, and 72 CIMX is mine. You go, Phil. Uh, for me, I definitely like um, a balanced lens in full sun. So for me, um, I love the 9.5 CIED and the 26 CIED, um, both those depending on how much uh, available light there is. So in full sun, I really dig the, uh, the balanced lens. But I have to say that my favorite lens to date uh, in full sun is the 15 CIHC. Um, for me, it's got a touch of, of red in that lens, and it's really been an evolved lens for us over the past you know, couple of years. But that 15... Uh, which is our cranberry lens. I just love that particular lens in full sun now. Um, and then in medium light, I'm definitely a 50 CIS guy. I really love our strawberry lens. Uh, for me, that's just a beautifully balanced nod to target orange uh, in medium light. And for me, in in lower light, I am definitely a big fan of our grapefruit lens. It's got a little bit of pink in it, um, you know. And for me. If that does work really well in terms of still popping the target in, in diminishing light. So uh, those would be my two favorite, you know, three favorite lenses, even though I still, you know, think that our enhanced definition lenses are, are really stout. Uh, for me, the 15 CIHC kind of took the front seat when we when we came out with that particular one. So 1550 and the 84. 1550, 84. All right. Uh, I got a, one more question then we'll get off. A lot of people, not st the shooting season's back in swing, full swing, I guess you would say. They're shooting make a break under the lights. They're shooting uh, their local skeet tournaments under the lights. What, you know, it's dark with lights on. What lenses do they need to be looking towards? Yeah, for me, um, it's always interesting because I actually wear a darker lens under the lights than you would normally, um, you know, see someone because I just love the value of the target accentuation. But for me, the 60 watermelon is just a fantastic light for under the lights and the 84, you know, my go-to low light lens is great under the lights, but we've really had tremendous feedback with the 92 CIL under the lights, which is our lime uh, lens. Um, the benefit of the 98 AR, which is basically a clear lens at a 98 transmittance, it has an enhanced anti-reflective that takes out the fluorescence of, of the lighting. But for me, having some filtration is really a benefit. So either of those three lenses, if you want something that's got a little bit more pop under the lights, the 60 and then the 80 and the nine, uh, 84 and the 92, um, those are just all really great under the lights. Now, is is a ninety two lime? Is that something new? I hadn't heard of that one yet. 
Uh, the 92 uh, CIL is um, the infrared version of our Lime lens. We've had uh, a low light Lime lens um, for a couple of years, and we also have it in a progressive format uh, in the new infrared, um, which is something that we didn't talk about um, to tonight. But uh, you know, we have a whole new infrared progressive line of lenses that are that are really quite impressive in terms of what the science behind them is doing in terms of constricting your iris and, and allowing, um, you know, you to dilate out and have, you know, more depth perception, uh, in the utility of the lenses, but Phil thinks, Phil thinks our, our progressive lenses, you know, the, the gen two progressive lenses is the best technology we have right now. And I have trouble, you know, you know, I, I, you know, like Mike Wilgus at the, at the Nationals, I gave him some, and, you know, he's my best guy out there right now that, you know, at least tried a pair, and he's like, wow, you know, and, but, you know, Phil always says that, and you could probably explain it better, Phil, but I, I, I agree with you, the new progressives, they're more consistent from top to bottom, the IR coatings, the, the fact that, you know, it does tighten your iris up, gives you better depth perception. When people are looking for one lens to wear, you know the nice thing about a progressive is it co it covers a broader light spectrum, so you can use it in a lower light and a higher light, and and one lens. You know, if you only had one pair of shoes, a progressive would be a good choice. Yeah, but the uh, the progressive technology is definitely you know purely from a, a science standpoint. I love it because it it is really performing a level of functionality to the design that none of the other solid filtered lenses do. Um, and the spectral curves in them we have, I think, are just absolutely awesome. But the getting back to Justin's, where the lime come from, the, the lime is in the progressive, a pretty stout lens for under the lights as well. Um, but the, the lime profile, I would say, believe it or not, is one of the top four lenses overall that we sell on a global footprint. Um, it's just one of those lenses that universally works for people in low light um, but under the lights you know shooting um, you know a make or break or a five stand or whatnot um, it's really a nice lens uh, for that particular situation as well yeah i can confirm all that too what phil just said but you notice you know he brought up the 60 watermelon the 84 pink grapefruit and the 92 green reds and greens are always going to be your best for contrast and another word for contrast is that separation so I do sell more 92 CILs, or you just go to nationals and go watch a shoot-off. I bet you 50% of the people out there have that 92 on, Phil. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a really nice lens because it has have, you know, a bit of filter in it that is going to uh, accentuate what you're looking at. So, uh, and then certainly, you know, the the higher transmittance value lenses have a really high performance anti-reflective uh you know science on them as well so it's it's all good. well i think i need to try one of those yeah you probably should <laughs> it's <laughs> a good one <laughs> it's definitely a good one and i know where you can get yeah. it too yeah and and, and probably no no bryce has an x7 i gotta get you an hey, X7. hey phil my son has one and i don't have one so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so anyway and a seventy-two C and a seventy-two CIMX, I think you need too. But your son doesn't have one of those. I know yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know what he's got. So, well, guys, I appreciate yeah. you coming on. I appreciate the the. Oh, thanks for having yeah, us again. Yeah, and we'll uh, 
Yeah, no, I appreciate you, Justin. You do a lot for me too. And and like I said, your friendship means a lot to me. And like I said, I always appreciate it when you, you know, come up to Northbrook and and uh, look forward to having you up there for the US. Yeah, Open. next time have have me some a big bag of gummy bears and so not a little bitty one, okay? <laughs> what about melted ones? <laughs> yeah, they melted all together. I was like, what what is this, Dennis? All right, guys, thank you, and uh, we'll talk to you later.